I'm George Faust. I'm Karaski Melvin, and this is Inside Cajun Nation. KLFY and the University of Louisiana at Lafayette present Inside Cajun Nation. Sponsored by Dudley DeBoser, official injury lawyers of the Louisiana Rage and Cajuns. Oh, hi, hello, and welcome into Inside Cajun Nation. George Faust joined, as always, by Kraski Melvin. And on tonight's show, we're going to talk about the NFL draft and free agency as the Cajuns well represented. And now the work begins for those guys. Plus, trying to survive the RPI drama of college baseball, the Cajuns working hard to stay in the top 50. We'll hear from Coach Matt Deggs on that. Also, softball has the same issue as they finish up the season and turn their attention, George, to the postseason. That's right, and we'll have a conversation with UL Headman's basketball coach, Bob Marlin. It's always a good time to catch up with the coach. That's all tonight on Inside Cajun Nation. But first things first, as we get things rolling, Cajun football had six guys get tabbed for the NFL. Louisiana football continuing an impressive streak of getting talented players into the next level. Two players, Max Mitchell and Percy Butler, got drafted in the fourth round. Max to the Jets, Percy to Washington. Then Levi Lewis, Chauncey McNack, and Farad Gardner all got free agent deals. Levi to Seattle, Chauncey to the Packers, and Farad to Washington. Taylor Humphreys also got a, an invite. That was to the Pittsburgh Steelers camp. Head coach Michael Desimo says these players are doing a great job of representing the culture. It makes um, six in total um, guys that have, have really worked and done a great job representing the culture since they've gotten here. Um, and, and you're just really happy to see them get an opportunity to go and to continue to play and, and continue to build off of something they've worked a really long time um, to do. So um, great weekend um, for these guys and something we're certainly proud of. Well, it's just a point of pride, you know, that these guys chose to come here and that these guys came here and did it the way they did it and got the opportunities they did. Um, one of the things to me is just, you know, a lot of these guys, we, we recruited them obviously through high school and a lot of them didn't have a whole lot going on. Um, truly under recruited, didn't have a ton of opportunities. Um, we trusted what we saw, we believed in it. And then we have a bunch of coaches here that work their tails off to develop these guys. And certainly, those kids come in, they've got way more ability than what a lot of the experts thought, but they've got the grit and the determination to come in here and work the way that it requires to get where they want to go. So um, there's just a lot of stuff that goes into it. And, you know, a long time ago, I remember, you know, preparing for that opportunity um, and feeling like, you know, everything led up that you've done your whole life led up to one day. So to me, getting to see these guys do it, knowing the type of people that they are, it, it just, it feels so good to know that, you know, we got to make a difference in their lives and we got to help them achieve something that was obviously significant to them. So I'm just so proud of these guys this year, last year, you know, all the way through because, you know, I know the way that they worked and I know the challenges that they had in front of them and the obstacles they overcame. So, you know, when you see that happen day in and day out, it just it makes you feel so good and you're just so happy for them. All right, still to come on the show, it's that time of year. The RPI Watch begins for all the mid-major baseball programs. Dick, 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 Cajun baseball is no different. They sit in a good position but need to finish strong the final 12 games of the season. Coach Deggs on the RPI situation next on Inside Cajun Nation. This portion of Cajun Nation is brought to you by Lafayette Coca-Cola Bottling. 
we are back on Inside Cajun Nation. George Faust, I haven't gone anywhere. Karaski's right there. He's still hanging around as well. And we're going to talk some baseball, Karaski. Well, UL has nine in their – sorry, I, it's, it's scrolled past. UL has nine games remaining, and for the first time – one second, we'll do it. Yeah. We'll do it. Yeah, like I – it. Welcome back to Inside Cajun Nation. We're back. George Faust here, Karaski Melvin over there, and we're going to talk some baseball now, Karaski. Absolutely. UL has nine games remaining, and for the first time in two weeks, the Cajuns will have a pair of midweek games. Another conference weekend in the books, this time UTA, but in the past three series, UL has only lost one game in those series which means the RPI can either hold steady or go up. In fact, the first two in Boone, North Carolina, the Cajuns scored 26 runs, winning both games in impressive fashion. The third game, however, UL lost 9-4. Head coach Matt Degg says an opportunity slipped away there, and they need to take advantage of all the chances they have to improve that RPI. It's disappointing, especially given the margin of error that we're playing with, which is not much. You know, you can fluctuate from high 30s RPI to 50, uh, 50 plus, and uh, so uh, it's a it's a pivotal time for us to handle up on our business. And the the name across the jersey doesn't mean anything. It's how well can we play? Got to limit freebies and uh, continue to be a force offensively and dominate routine plays. It is. It's a, it's a fine line, and that's not for the players to worry about. That's for, you know, I think the, us, uh, you know, because you have to, you know, you have to have a, a plan. And uh, like it or not, you don't ever, you don't want to get caught in a situation where uh, it's win the tournament or go home. But that's, you know, that's the majority of teams in, in mid-major leagues, right? Uh, but... For the first time in five, six, seven years, it looks like this is going to be a multiple bid uh, league. Uh, and so we're working to make sure that we're one of them. And meanwhile, college softball, the Raging Cajuns bounced back into the polls this week at 21 and 23 in two different polls. And heading into the weekend, the Cajuns winning of 15 of their last 16 games, finding their way back into the rankings for the first time since March. Louisiana ran its home winning streak to 10 and posted a home record of 21 and 5, marking the program's first 21 season at home since 2019. That's right. Head coach Jerry Glasgow says they need to keep up the winning again to keep that RPI impressive. So RPI is a huge factor, especially from a coach's perspective, but I think the player's perspective, <clears throat> we just have to keep learning from what we've already learned this season. That's play this thing one game at a time. And the inexperience of a young ball club showed up greatly in those first 24 games when we started out 16 and eight. And now you look down the stretch, you know, we've gone 22 and three, and I think we won 16 of our last 17. Um, you're seeing that youth show up less often. Coming up, I sit down with head basketball coach Bob Marlin as we wrap up the season. Plus, Coach Marlin talks about his return for next season and what's next for the Cajuns. Inside Cajun Nation continues after these messages. 
Welcome back to Inside Cajun Nation. George Faust alongside the head men's basketball coach for the Raging Cajuns, Bob Marlin. Coach, thanks so much for the time, taking some time to talk a little hoops with us. My pleasure, George. Good to catch up. Absolutely. Let, let's let's start with start with the end. And <laughs> in that one of the seven things of points of leadership, start with the ending in mind. <laughs> uh, let's talk about how, how the season ended. Obviously, uh, you guys caught a little fire. Ended up uh, in the championship game of the Sun Belt Tournament. Uh, you had to be pleased with the way the way the season kind of uh, took a turn there in the tournament. Yeah, we stayed the course and uh, had some rough sailing in the middle of the conference season. Lost a couple of home games. We're not used to losing in different ways. Uh, missing free throws, bad decisions, bad call, uh, overtime, you name it. Mm -hmm. And we lost some games, but we stayed positive. We kept getting better. Uh, the guys did a great job for us. And then going into the tournament, we lose Kobe Julian first six minutes of the Georgia State game. And Greg Williams has been practicing hard all year and got off to a good start, went through a little bit of a slump during the season. He catches fire for us and, and we thought he could and made the all-tournament team. And uh, Jordan Brown made the all-tournament team as well. And we got to the championship, didn't cut the nets down though. So mm -hmm. we felt a little bit shorted there. When you uh, think about all the, all the things that happen over this season. I, I remember at the beginning of the year we were talking to you and you were excited about what this team had, the opportunities that you thought were in front of that team. Uh, when you look at it back now, do you think you, you guys left a little out there or, I mean, look, you ended up in the championship game. You may not, the journey might not have been the one you expected, but you got to where you expected to be. Yeah, we finished uh, in the championship game, so Georgia State was picked first in the league, we were picked second. It right, was ironic right, yeah. we were in that game, correct? Yeah. Uh, but we knew through the course of the season that, that we let some games get away, and we knew that we could recapture those in Pensacola, and it started off with Arlington. We played really good, George, and we turned around and played Texas State. And I remember after the game, the questions in the presser were, Coach, you know, you beat a number one seed, and, you know, we felt like we should have beat them both times. We played them during the regular season. So uh, that was satisfying. And then we turned around and beat Troy in the semifinals. And uh, I had some personal issues going on at the time that were, were difficult. But uh, we played good Saturday or, or on Monday night against Georgia State, but they played a little bit better. And they shot the ball extremely well, better than they'd done. And, and, and they knocked us off. So we knew it was a possibility all year, George, that we could. We could do this. Uh, you know, our guard play, Bray and AU's health was a big factor mm -hmm. uh, in our season this year, and and uh, we just weren't over to overcome some of that. When you um, talk about just kind of the the ebbs and flows of the season, injury-wise, that seems always to kind of pop up. It, it, you can't really avoid it, right? I mean, that's just part of the part of the fabric of, of college sports in, or sports in general. It is. We've been very unfortunate, you know, going back to, <laughs> yeah. to after the 27-win team. Well, even that year, mm -hmm. you know, the next to last game, we're playing Arkansas State at home, and uh, Jonathan Stove rolls his ankle pretty bad as a high ankle sprain, and then Jakeen and Gant gets sick after the Little Rock game, and neither one of those guys, they scored three points between them in the two games we played in New Orleans. So. Uh, and then Jakeenan wasn't full speed against uh, LSU either. But coming back the next year, we felt like we had a championship team again. And in the last non-conference game, uh, December 28th, Malik Marchetti tore his ACL uh, after just shooting seven for 11 at, at McNeese. And from three, doing a great job for us. And, and uh, we weren't able to, to finish that year the way we needed to either. And it's been 
one a year at least since then that we've had some unfortunate injuries. But it's part of the game, you know, next man up, and our guys did that this year. Yeah, the talent, the talent this year was fun to watch. I mean, the, this has been, the, the, I think, this past season has been one of my uh, favorites since the 04-05 season where that, that, was, that was some exciting teams where you got to watch. I mean, you could get there and <laughs> you'd watch the first five minutes or so and you had like four or five dunks. And it was, it was exciting as a, from a fan perspective to watch. And I think there was some of that captured this season. So looking, looking ahead, do you expect that kind of brand of ball next year? And, and how, how are you kind of planning out for next season? We certainly try to play an exciting brand of basketball that we've always done. We played fast, uh, did a recruiting Zoom this afternoon and, and talked to a guard about how we play and what we like to do with the basketball and our speed game. So we'll continue to do that. I like the fact that uh, we're exciting and we've got guys that can make athletic plays. And now we just got to take a little bit better care of the ball and cut down on our turnovers. And I think we'll have another run at it next year. When you look at uh, what this what – this team has been able to accomplish this season and then over your tenure here I mean you guys have been uh, you're you're the what the leading Sunbelt coach uh, most Sunbelt wins in, in in the in the league uh, historically and then uh, there you've had a you've had a uh, I guess the the length and success of your your tenure is, is pretty impressive and so do you how do you uh, when you look at that do you go you don't I, obviously you don't plan on like you don't go all right win here win here win here uh, like I you just it just ha kind of happens and then you work hard to get it happening and then all of a sudden you look up and I guess I, what I'm getting at is the blinders on the mule type of thing that coach Robichaud used to always talk about and you just kind of working and then you look up and you go oh my goodness uh, this is happening is that how it happened for you I guess is my question and uh, do do you like I know you I'm assuming the accolades don't really mean a whole lot, but it's a it's a a very impressive talking point. Well, I appreciate it. It's all about uh, longevity. We've done a good job here. We've been very consistent. That's one thing I learned a long time ago in baseball that just you got to be in the mix every day, like Coach Deggs is now with his team, and mm -hmm. you know may have to may drop one, but you can get two or three, get that rubber game like they did against Monroe. Uh, but just continue to look at the next day. You're going to get another opportunity. Uh, when losses start to mount up, then you get a little bit concerned, obviously, because you're not playing good basketball or you'd be able to, to win some of those games probably. But we've had a good, consistent t uh, time here uh, at, at UL. We've won a lot of games. We continue to win a lot or plan to continue uh, to win a lot more in the future. Sure enough. Don't go away. We're going to have much more with Coach Bob Marlin as uh, we, we talk with the uh, head men's basketball coach here for the Raging Cajuns. We're going to talk a little bit about next season, what, what, we're, expect, what we're expecting next season uh, player-wise. And, uh, you know, I know a good freshman guard in high school right now who started on varsity. I'm just saying, I'm just laying it out there. That's my son, guys. I'm sorry. I'm a dad. We'll be back on Inside Cajun Nation. Don't go away. Back with Coach Marlin after this. Welcome back to Inside Cajun Nation. George Faust here, Bob Marlin over there, the head men's basketball coach for the Raging Cajuns. Coach, thanks for the time again. And as we uh, uh, start our second segment here, uh, let's talk about next season and the excitement level that should be there for the coming year uh, because of uh, the, the, the way the season finished the, uh, this past season. Are, are, 
Is there – do you feel like the, the guys on the team returning, coming back, are, are excited about what's, what's in front of them? Oh, there, there's no doubt, George. Mm-hmm. We finished with a lot of momentum, and that was a positive for us. Uh, we've got a couple local products here with Greg Williams, uh, Jalen Dalcourt, uh, and Carter Domain, Joe Charles. So the, all those guys are, are bought in, and uh, along with Kentro Burnett, Kobe Julian had surgery. He's out right now from workouts, but uh, Jordan Brown, Isaiah Richards, I like our group. We've got a really good core group coming back. Got a couple all-conference players in Jordan and Kobe, and then Greg made all-tournament. So, and Jalen played lights out. He was big for us down the stretch, too. The the transfer portal has been an interesting kind of uh, landmine to navigate because it can be useful and it also could kind of hamper your team a little bit. How do you think that's affected you guys as a staff in, in recruiting and, and getting players here and losing players? Well, we've lost a couple that we think we should have gotten and normally would have gotten, but uh, they went to a higher level school and, and uh, they were given a certain dollar amount for NIL. Mm-hmm. So it's become a vetting war among the P5 schools and that's affected us a little bit at this stage. Yeah, and I guess there's no no real, not a whole lot you can do about it because I mean, that's the, the rules now, right? So you just kind of have to battle through it. Yeah, I don't think it's good for the game at all either, George, because you got guys transferring and going to a new program. A lot of, every coach is having to, to coach for one year almost. It's like, uh, uh, my experience at Pensacola Junior College is really good to have a, a one or two years. You know, each year was different, and that's the way it is now because you have so many new people in your locker room, uh, and guys come in with different expectations. You know, I did this at the last school. I want to come and be the man at, at your school, and there are only so many shots to go around. We learned that this year. You know, I tried to play a lot of people early in first first semester, and and uh, probably wasn't the best thing to do. Looking mm-hmm. back on it. Uh, there's so much I want to talk to you about because obviously the Final Four just ran through New Orleans, and I, for the first time I got to go to a Final Four as a member of the media. When I was younger, I went to a couple Final Fours because they were right there in my backyard in New Orleans. But uh, that was the first time as a member of the media. It was it was kind of cool to kind of be at Coach K's last press conference, his last game, things like that. What it, it, you you had a chance to go? I, I'm assuming I saw I saw you there. I, I didn't see you there. I saw pictures of you there. Uh, so w- take me through your experience with the Final Four as a coach. Do you get to mingle with other coaches? How does that work? Yeah, we usually go in on on Thursday afternoon. We didn't get over till Thursday night, about nine o'clock. But get checked in the hotel. All the coaches stayed at the Hilton Riverside, uh, so the head coaches in ABC reserves rooms for coaches and until they fill up, you can get in there. Uh, meetings, head coaches meeting was Friday morning at 11, and there was a lot of discussion there. The NCAA representatives were there. We talked a lot about uh, recruiting and the portal and things that are going on in our game, yeah. uh, and there's a, there's a major concern about some of that. Uh, and then more meetings in the afternoon, uh, dinner, went to the Pelicans, had a party, and David Griffin and, and their staff asked me to come, invited me. So went to that. It was, it was nice. I uh, got to meet a couple of people, including Griff. I'd never met him, uh, even though we share the same agent. Uh, oh, okay. But, uh, <laughs> but, no, it was good. And then, of course, going go the game. Saturday morning, I was a part of a breakfast uh, they're the legends of the hardwood breakfast uh, where they, John Wooden, the keys to life, 
it's it's a, a really nice event put on by Athletes in Action. Okay. And uh, my wife and I really enjoyed going to that. And I was part of a panel uh, for that breakfast where I got up and spoke uh, about brotherhood and about coaches and how we lean on each other. Uh, so that was good. And then uh, my wife went to the Coaches vs. Cancer. She's a member of that for the women's group and her, her meeting Saturday morning after the breakfast. And then took a little power nap and then went to the games and uh, watched Carolina. And, and Duke go at it. It yeah. was exciting. Yeah. Uh, real, real, a lot of fun. I thought this Final Four was really good, maybe because we haven't had one in a couple of years <laughs> right. with fans. But it was great to see coaches get back out and see people and see the arena full. And then on top of that, New Orleans did a great job, as always, yeah. as a host. And then the basketball was just dynamite. Yeah. Uh, I thought well, there were some great games. And congratulations to Kansas. I remember you texting from Coach K's press conference, so I could tell you were fired up. <laughs> that, it's, it, it was cool. I, I, I've never been – I have a buddy of mine who works in TV or used to work in TV, and one of his first jobs was in North Carolina. He got to go to a Duke-North Carolina game. I was so jealous. I was like, you got to be kidding me, dude. You've been just started in the business. You get to go to Duke-North Carolina. And, and so I was, like, I was like, man, I have to go see Duke-North Carolina play. And it just happens that it was Coach K's last game. So uh, it, it was – if he would have won, I would have probably gone on Monday, too, just to make sure I was there uh, <laughs> for the final game. A um, couple of other things I, I, I want to touch on. Obviously, the NBA playoffs also kind of taking full swing right now, taking center stage. And the Cajuns, Alfred Payton, he's with the Suns. They're playing the Pelicans. Uh, do you get a chance to before the playoffs? Did you talk to Alfred at all? How was that? Uh, obviously, he's on a team that's pretty good this year. Yeah, I talked to him at, at the end of March. Uh, it was the last time I uh, actually spoke with him. His dad called me, and I talked to him maybe two weeks ago. Uh, and we had a long conversation on a Friday night. It was good to catch up with, with Senior. But really proud of Alfred. He's done a great job, and he's a consummate pro. Uh, he's with Chris Paul, who he always looked up to. And if you remember, we were trying to get him in the Chris Paul camp yeah. that year. We couldn't get him in. I sent him to USA Basketball, <laughs> and he wins a, a gold medal with U19 yeah. in Prague. So it kind of set the tone to get him drafted. And uh, But he's, he started for his first maybe six years in the league and then uh, a couple different teams. And now he's back with the Suns, and he's not getting to play a lot, but right. uh, he's, he's going to get a playoff share. Yeah. And uh, probably a good one because they got a really good team. Yeah, they they looked pretty good the other night, and they'll play again uh, uh, coming up here shortly. So, um, a couple of other things, Cajun wise, with regard, you get to. Uh, it was announced earlier or this this off season, you're coming back for your final season in your contract. Uh, are you excited with regards to the uh, the the level of of what you're what you're going to do this coming year. I mean, uh, I'm sure there's some uh, um, excitement with, with regards to the, 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 the final push of that season, and maybe we'll, we'll get you here for a little bit longer, too. Yeah, we've got, <laughs> uh, we've got big plans for this year. We've got mm -hmm. a good team coming back, good nucleus. And, uh, yeah, I think that was blown out of proportion a little bit. I was not uh, told that was going to come out like that, to mm -hmm. be honest. And uh, it's uh, – a, a contract year for me, but it's not my final year. Yeah. I plan on coaching for a while. Gotcha, so, gotcha. Uh, looking forward to this year, and I think, uh, you know, with Jordan Brown uh, back in the middle, I think we've got a guy that can really score the ball. I look for him to have a breakout year, 
and then I look for Greg and Jalen and Joe and Carter, all the other guys that were on the team to step up their game as well. We're going to add a couple of players. We have added two from Texas, one from Plano, one from Houston. Uh, both can really score the ball, and we'll probably wind up taking another guard or two. Good stuff, Coach. Anything else you wanted to add? No, it's good to be back and been yeah. been over to see you in a while. Yeah, so yeah. Thanks for the invite. It, it, it's been a, it's a lot of Zoom. Uh, I've done it a couple times with uh, Zoom, yes. but uh, in person is a lot of a lot better. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time, Coach. Really appreciate it. No, appreciate you, George. Thanks. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of Inside Cajun Nation. For Coach Bob Marlin, I'm George Faust. We'll see you next time right here on Inside Cajun Nation.